we want to continue on for at least another Sunday. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now I want you all to say this with me. The word of God means nothing to me if I can't apply it to my life. The word of God means nothing to me if I can't apply it to my life. And those of you who are watching on Facebook and whatever social media, you have to understand that if we cannot take the word of God, we can read bedtime stories about Noah and Moses and Joseph and all of these great men, Esther and Ruth. We can read them as bedtime stories, but at some point we have to learn how to apply the word of God to our life. Other than that, we might as well be reading Aesop's fables or some poetry by Maya Angelou. Not not to take anything away from those great authors, but the word of God is meant to be a life changer for us. The thing we have to understand with the Holy Spirit is he's not there, as the Bible says, that these signs shall follow them that believe. The Holy Spirit is not in some far out place saying, well, when you need to raise someone from the dead, I'll be there. When that building comes crashing down and you're afraid of all the people that may die on the inside, that's not the time to call me. That's not, excuse me, that's not the only time to call me. I am here with you every single day. The Holy Spirit is with us every single day for every need we have. Every one of us starts our day the same. We open our eyes, don't we? We throw back the covers, and we're ready to go on with our day. But even though every one of our days starts the same, Not every one of our days ends the same. I might be going to a construction site. You might be going to an office. You might have brought your lunch. I might have to go out somewhere to get something to eat. But either way, these are the day's journey. Say the day's journey. Every one of us has situations that we have to face each and every day. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us along the way. In this current time, in this in our lives, we have so much more, so much more going for us than there is against us. If you read Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, if God be for us, who can stand against us? The odds are in our favor because we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If you want to know two simple scriptures, and you can find any number of scriptures that will help you. But two scriptures that I'm reminded of that will help you to get through each and every day. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 26, he says, put me in remembrance. Notice me is capitalized. God is speaking of himself. He says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. So what is he saying by putting me in remembrance? Has God forgotten what he said? No. Has God forgotten his own word? Can I hear an amen or no something? God has not forgotten his word. But what, what the problem is, is we have forgotten God's word. And we want to go to God and say, Lord, I need, I want you to work this situation out. I want you to make all of this go away, Lord. I can't handle it anymore. 
God's saying, okay, really? So when you go to court, do you just go before the judge and say, George, judge, they did me wrong. I need you to fix this. No, you need to present evidence. You need to provide the facts that will cause the judge and the jury to wean or to make a decision in your favor. So God is saying, if you want this situation to work in your favor, you've got to put me in remembrance of my word. So what does his word say? His word says, by your stripes, I am healed. Not, oh, Lord, it hurts. Make the pain go away. Lord, by your stripes, I am healed. You are Jehovah Rapha. Lord, you know that I'm working and doing all I can to make needs, to make ends meet. But you said you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Amen? The second scripture is in, is in Genesis chapter 32, verse 26. When Jacob wrestled and he said, and he being the angel of God, said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Do not let go of God until he blesses you. Well, I've waited a whole week. Do not let go of God until he blesses you. Y'all are being too quiet today. Don't let go of God because we think, well, this situation isn't working out. I know how to fix this situation. I know how to make things work out because that's how I got here. Yeah, that's how we got to this mess where we are now. We tried to do it on our own. But he's saying, put me in remembrance of my word and don't let go until I bless you. That's what we have to learn. So in our day's journey, we're going to take a very practical walk in our day's journey. This is not a deep message. This is one that I want you to be able and the Lord wants you to be able to apply to your everyday life. So our first step is this. We get up in the morning. We got to get ready. Some of us need a little more time than others. Some of us need to look a little more beautiful than others. Some of us, it just takes a little more time to get everything just right because as soon as you walk out away from that mirror, you realize something is out of place. So you go right back in there, and I'm in the car waiting for you, or he's in the car, or she's in the car, the kid's in the car, everybody's in the car waiting for you. But we've got to get ready. Amen? Say, got to get ready. Now, it was amazing when I read, when I started doing research on this simple matter. And let's be real. We're talking about, let's, let's just be real. I wanted to call it hygiene, but we'll just say getting ready. But you know, the world has changed so much. And I remember as a kid growing up, when it came for bath time, they ran hot water in the tub and poured Tide. And that's what we took a bath in every single night. Every single night, we bathe in detergent. That's why I look as good as I do now. <laughs> Must have been all those chemicals. But if you read now, they'll tell you, you don't have to shower every day. And if you do shower every day, you don't have to always use soap because soap can be so harmful to your skin. But do you know every single day there's up to maybe around a thousand different bacterias that accumulate on our bodies? There's fungus that we acquire. I mean, just by going from one point to another, it's like, oh, I haven't been anywhere. It's going to find its way to your body. And depending on where you go, there may be more. 
There's body odor. There's, there's, uh, I mean, think about the psychological effect after you take a shower. Don't you feel better after you get cleaned up? They tell you when you brush your teeth that you don't necessarily have to spit it out. Because all of those nutrients that are in the toothpaste and all the chemicals, you're just wasting them away. Doesn't it? Oh, it, it sounds bad, doesn't it? It sounds horrible. <laughs> and I'll let y'all meditate on that for a little bit. But, but, but think about it. We have to get ourselves ready every single day to go and face the world. So a practical explanation for this, or should I say a practical scripture Think about it. Once you come out of the shower, you have a pile of clean clothes and you have a pile of dirty clothes. Which clothes are you going to put back on? You're going to put the clean clothes on. Is there any doubt about that? I mean, maybe, maybe today is not the day that you wash your hair. Maybe you don't wash your hair, but so many times, and I know it's different for men and women. But when it comes to getting out of the shower, you are clean. But yet, you want to put the same clothes Dirty clothes back on. So the Bible says in Galatians chapter 1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So once God has set us free, and Jesus even said, Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So once we are clean, and we're ready to go out into the day. Don't put the same clothes back on. Once God has set us free from the sin that we have asked him, Lord, set me free. And he says, if you shall confess with your mouth, excuse me, confess your sins. And he is faithful just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So are we going to put the same sin back on? So why, why do we do that? Why are we putting the same sin back on? Don't be entangled again with the same bondage that you already were. Get your shower, get cleaned, and get ready to go out the house. So number one is getting ready. Number two, for those of us that may drive, is your commute. This is a personal peeve of mine, pet peeve of mine because I love driving. I really do. And it's not always so much as sitting in traffic. It's how people react while they're in traffic. I mean, if it's just stop and go, you know, rush hour traffic, you don't like it. But there was some work being done on the road on Tidewater Drive, so people on my job, we were trying to find alternate routes to get home, and one lady said, oh, no, you just go down this street and turn here and then go down there, and then you could jump right on the interstate, and I know me. When I start going down that particular road, I know how people drive, and I know how I get frustrated. And how I want to react. So God doesn't want us to put ourselves in situations that we know are going to have an adverse effect on us. Amen? If you know hanging around certain people is going to cause you to be upset, cause you to be angry, cause you to stumble and to fall, then you don't need to go around them until you get delivered. So every day, I see it all the time. People talk about how much they don't like their job, but yet they get on the interstate and they're flying, they're driving, they're weaving, they're speeding. They're doing any and everything to get to work on time. Well, you know something? If you have to be at work at 9 o'clock and you're leaving at 8.45, knowing it's a 30-minute drive, but then you want to 
cuss at people and flip people off and go to the front of the line and put your signal on like, oh, I missed my turn. Can you let me in? No, you do this every single morning. But this is how this, <laughs> this is how people drive. They're texting. They're eating. They're putting lotion on their hands. And I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of some of these things. But I know me. I leave the house earlier and earlier as much as I can because I don't want to get myself in that kind of position. But when you're, think about it, you're on the road with other people. And they're going somewhere and you're going somewhere. But they're not going where you're going. Everyone is trying to go somewhere, but they aren't going where you're going. Think about that in the spiritual realm. Everyone in life is going somewhere, but they're not going where you're going. We're talking about the power of vision. What is God's vision for your life? What is your commute from your mother's womb until the rapture? From your mother's womb into the grave? Everybody is going somewhere, but they're not going where you're going. So if somebody cuts in front of you, how do you react? When you're trying to get to the place that God has called you to get to, and someone says, no, I want to get in front of you, how do you react? Y'all follow me? So let's consider what the word of God says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Anybody ever pray and say, Lord, help me to get, help me to get home today. Help me to get to work. Amen. Lord, show me which lane. I mean, and I do this all the time. Lord, which lane do I get in? This lane looks like it's moving faster, but that lane isn't always moving faster. And this is how the Holy Spirit wants to operate in our lives. So that when the big things come, and when the tragic things come, I've already got a line of communication with the Holy Spirit because I've been talking to him saying, Lord, how do I get to work? Do I need to take this shortcut? Lord, do I just need to be patient and wait in traffic? But he's saying the steps of a good man are ordered by God. And that's Psalms 37 23 and Proverbs 15 and 1 and 2 says a soft answer turns away wrath a soft answer so somebody yelled at you cursed at you made all kind of obscene gestures at you while you're driving while you're on your commute whether you're in your vehicle a company vehicle a school bus but harsh words stir up anger and in my day in my day, I was one of the forefathers of road rage. I mean, honestly, the things, I can't say them on camera, the things I used to do when I got behind the wheel of a car, I used it as a weapon. Nobody ever got hurt, but I would use my car as a weapon. But now that I know, say what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it's a three-lane road, I know how to get in the right-hand lane and just like, hey, y'all go ahead. You do what you do. I'm still going to get home. Amen. Verse 2 says, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge truthfully, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Think about when you're trying to get where you need to go. 
And it's not just getting to work. But think about your life. Think about things that people are going to say to you that are negative. How do you respond in your commute? From your mother's womb to the grave, from your mother's womb to heaven, how do you respond? And then last, how is your life at work or at school? Life at work, life at school. We all have people we work with who create challenges. And there are those who motivate us. We have supervisors who are demanding that we do more in the same amount of time that we had before. The day is not any longer, but you want more work out of me. Some people that, that deal with customers, how many of you deal with customers? Any type of customers? We deal with customers who would threaten to call somebody because they think, oh, I know who your boss is. And I'm like, yeah, I know who my boss is too. Call them all you want. But I'm blessed to be in such a position that if we have to turn lights off, they say, hey, Spady, can you go knock on doors? Because they know I know how to talk to people. It's a, it's a blessing when people know that you know how to talk to people. And then the ultimate the ultimate infraction of any job that you work on, I don't care if you work the day shift, the night shift, you work indoors or outdoors, the main thing that causes more strife in any workplace is who keeps drinking the coffee but won't make another pot. <laughs> but people do these little things, these little nuances that seem so trivial. And then on the other hand, to other people, it can be so monumental. It may seem like a small thing, but it, it can create havoc. It can create strife in the workplace. But Colossians 3 and 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart, working as for the Lord and not for human masters. Whatever we do, I'm sick and tired of these people. I am so frustrated because they just never stop riding my back. They think I'm a machine. Like, I don't need a lunch break, or I don't need to go use the bathroom. And everybody know everybody in here can raise their hand and say, they don't pay me enough for what I do. They don't pay me enough. They, they ought to be glad to have people like me at this job. And you know something? I love my job. It's just the people. How many times have you heard that? I love my job. It's just the people I can't stand. But I have to remind myself, even in certain situations, there's a parable where Jesus said that a man went, a man went into the marketplace to hire laborers for his field. And he hired one man and told him, I'll pay him a penny. Then later on in the day, he went out again and he got more laborers. And say, how much do you pay? Say, I'll pay him a penny. And he did this all the way through the day. And at the end of the day, he said, now it's time to pay the people. He went to the last man he hired and said, here, I'll give you a penny. And the first man came up to him and said, wait a minute. He only worked an hour and you're paying him a penny. I've worked for you all day. And you're going to pay me a penny too? And Jesus said, Didn't that, isn't that what you agreed to? And I have to catch myself. I agree to the terms that are on my job. And I have to do what they asked me to do 
as unto the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. It's a short message. Not yet. I need that table, though. It's a short message. But there's a part of the day, because we've, we've gotten up, we've gotten cleaned up, we've driven to work, we've gone to work, and whatever else you had to do, piano recitals, soccer games, go have lunch with, with your neighbor or whatever, but there's a part of the day that some people struggle with. Say, get ready. ready. Your commute. And go to work. So what's the other part of the day? That we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. Y'all see this? How many of you struggle with this? You struggle with it. You struggle because you... Don't want to give nothing up. I need three people up here right now. Yeah, you you slide it right over here. I need one more person, please. Yeah, thank you. Come here, Steph. You can stand right here. You can stand right there. So you sit down and you're thinking... Who's, who's got my calculator? I need a calculator. Thank you very much. So you just got paid. Yeah, not you. You just got paid and you got $1,000. You got $1,000. And you're like, woohoo! All the things you're thinking of, but then you realize, I got to pay some bills. So we, we're going to pay some bills. All right. Oh, It's my first bill. $1,000. Is that my first bill? Huh? Rent. Huh? (laughs) These are just numbers. (laughs) So what's my first bill? Rent? But who do I make my first check out to? Your tithe. So we went from $1,000 down to what? $900. So how much money we have left? Got a thousand dollars? You got five fifty? All right. So let me go ahead and write this check out. I don't even like this person anyway. What's 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 his name? Uh, Mr. Henderson. In fact. I got a light bulb burn out in the bathroom. You won't fix it. I'm not even going to spell his name right. His, Hen, H-I-N-D-R-S-O, Hen, Henson. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mr. Henson. All right. Take your check. All right. So then I look. Got another bill. Oh, I don't want to pay this one. My cable bill. I don't even like what they got on there anyway. Say what now? 
Well, I mean, I, you know, I got a lot of bills. I got a lot of bills. I got a lot of bills. So, uh, cable. K A B. Cat. Yeah, all right. Cable. Take your stinky cable. I don't think. Ain't got can't watch nothing. But I got, how much money I got left? Huh? $500. Woo! This might work out pretty good. And I'm praying, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me pay my bills. Food. <sighs> got to eat. If, I, if nobody else gets paid, I got to eat. So, K-I-T-T. L-I-O-N. Kitty line. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> no food line. Kitty line. All right. Y'all, somebody will get that. How much money I got left now? $400. And I got another bill. Yep. Can't make it without this one. Cell phone. Whew. I got to pay my cell phone bill. So I keep getting all these drop calls. I'm going to spell S-P-U-N-T. Spunt. Isn't that AT&T? Spunt? Oh, Sprint. I don't like them either. So anyway, here, take your money. How much money I got left? 275 Do I have any more bills left? Oh, Two seventy five? My car payment. Huh? <laughs> so I'm gonna make this check out to Mac Mac. Pay Mac Mac. So how much money I got left? Seventy five dollars. I'm praying, Holy Spirit, you got to help me. Because I have worked hard for these people. And all of this that I'm, I need to survive, and, and we didn't even cover the electric bill, we didn't cover the water bill. But we're saying, I need you, Lord, I need you, Holy Spirit. Teach me how to manage my money. Teach me how to get rid of some of these things. I'm not here trying to promote anybody or demote anything. But this is part of the Holy Spirit's job is to help us day in and day out. I have worked hard, and at the end of two weeks, my company will deposit into my account my check. At the end of two weeks, say at the end of two weeks, my company... We'll deposit my money. But guess what? If I don't pay my cell phone bill, guess what? I get no cell phone service. If you don't pay it, you don't get to use it. Amen? What's this right here? Cable. We like our stories, we like our movies, we like this, we like that. But if you don't pay your cable bill, but think about it. When I said when you come out of the shower, don't you feel better? Don't you really feel better after you pay your bills? I mean, you feel a little bit bad, don't get me wrong, but you're like, my bills are paid. And you get to enjoy the services of these bills for at least another month. 
rent. I don't have to pay my rent. No, no, seriously. You don't have to pay your rent. You don't have to pay your mortgage. But if you want to continue to live there, but you're saying I've worked hard and I went from $1,000 down to what? What else I got here? Car payment. Oh, Uber, bus, lefty, righty, whatever I got to do. I hitchhike, walk, or whatever. But if I don't pay my car payment, I don't get to enjoy it. And the same thing, food. I'm, I'm fasting this week. But, but think about this. What did I say? We worked hard. Y'all, don't y'all go anywhere. We worked hard for 80 hours. And at the end of those two weeks, we're looking for our company to deposit a direct deposit into our account so that we have something to live off of. And as long as we pay our bills, we enjoy the benefits of what it is we're paying for. Amen? But let's look at a different bill. A different kind of bill. So what if this brother is dealing with depression? And I'm not talking about open altar. I'm talking about the word of God. I'm talking about how the Holy Spirit moves in our lives. And at the end of the service, God has made a direct deposit into my account. But just like I don't want to pay these bills, I don't want to deal with his depression. And I'm thinking if I have to go out and I have to write a check to him. Brother, I heard you kind of going through some stuff. But I'm here to pray with you and and I'm telling you, man, God is going to work it out. Do you trust and believe God? That God can work your situation out? Because depression, it may have come on you, but that's not of God. And I minister to him. But guess what? That's taking out of my account. That's taking out of my account everything that God has poured into me. And I feel like I don't feel like paying that bill. But if I want the blessings of God, I've got to pay that bill. Y'all follow me? What about this guy here? I see him walking around all the time, got headphones on, walking up and down the street, thinking he's some gangster rapper, going to make it big, but he don't know who Jesus is. Hey, he got the bling. He got the bling. Did I call it? He got the bling. But again, I've got the word in me, but I don't want to pay this bill. I refuse to sit down because... How much money did I have left? $75. From $1,000 down to $75. And I'm like watching all of this just go out. But as long as I pay this bill, I can enjoy the service. We want the blessings of God. We want God to heal our bodies. We want God to save our families. We want healing for our bodies, but we don't want to pay the bill. What God has deposited into us is not for us to keep. You can have a job that pays you $50 an hour, and you say, I'm not paying rent, I'm not paying a car note, I'm not paying a water bill, I ain't paying a cell phone bill, and you can keep all of that money, but what do you have? You have money in the bank that's doing no good. 
So we come in and we go to church. We hear the word of God. And again, I'm not saying it's just open altar. I'm saying when we hear the word of God, we know what has already been deposited in us. But we just let it sit up thinking it's collecting interest. And it's not. That money, that deposit in our spirit is not doing us any good. And what about this person over here? I'm not going around her. She got cooties. And you know, you know what they said about what she got. You get within 10 feet of it, it'll get on you. And it'll, it'll take you out. In the name of Jesus, I'm going and I'm going to visit Sister Stephanie. And I believe God is going to heal her. And I'm not saying I'm going to go in there without any mask on because if it's contagious, yeah, I'm going to do what I have to do. And when I leave there, I'm going to take the clothes off and I'm going to go wash my hands. But I believe God that he's going to heal her. So at the end, when God has made a deposit in me and I sit down, it's like, Lord, I thank you that I can pay these bills. I thank you that I have it in me. It's in my account to pray for her sickness. It's in my account to pray for his salvation. It's in my account to pay for his depression. It's like, well, Lord, but what's all I got is $75. <laughs> you don't ever pour out. You can no way pour out everything that's in you. You, I don't care how much you minister. Now, I'm not saying you won't get tired, but you can never get all the word of God out of you. It's like, well, Lord, I ain't got no God left in me. That's impossible. Thy word have I hid in my heart, period. Thy word have I hid in my heart, period. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. So we got to pay our bills. Yeah, we got to get up in the morning. We got to cleanse our body, take them clothes off, throw them in the hamper, put new clean clothes on. And don't get entangled again with all that other mess that we just got ourselves out of. We got to get on that road and keep our eyes focused on the cross. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. When I get on my job and people start murmuring and complaining like I do sometimes, then I got to say, Lord, quicken my spirit. Lord, that is not about them. It's about you. And if I, and I have to let my light so shine. And then at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, but did I pay my bills? Did I pay my bills? Are we paying our bills? And I, I'm not asking that for you to... to Put yourself on front street. But I know every day, I know some of my bills are past due. I've got bills that are past due. And if I'm honest with myself, I'm about to get a cutoff notice. If we're not paying our bills, if we're not praying for people for their salvation and their depression, their sickness, and praying for their family members, we're not paying our bills. And you're like, well, I don't have it in me. Sometimes people just need a hug. Sometimes people just need a hug. And you know something? I, and I, I did this before. Not that you walk into Walmart with crutches and, and a cast and all that, but you can see people walking around and maybe they're at the pharmacy and they're picking up medication. You say, hey, how's it going? Like, well, I see you got a little limp there. And you can say, oh, wow, it's, it's going to be all right, you know, because I believe in the name of Jesus that God's going to heal you from that sickness. And you just pray for them and they don't even know it. You say, and be blessed. You ain't got to ask them, hey, can I pray for you now? 
I just came from church and I want to, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and I want to pray for you right now. And they're like, no, you can't pray for me. You can pray for people. Just put your hand on their shoulder. I mean, and don't touch them in an in offensive way. And you don't even have to touch them. You just say, I believe God for your healing. I believe God's going to work this thing out with your family. But we have to pay our bills. Amen. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Brother Tahu. It's not always an easy thing to give away what we feel like we've worked for. And when, when it comes down to it, the only thing we worked for was we got up, we got dressed, and we came to church. We didn't have to work for this. The work was done on the cross. We just have to come and receive. We just have to come and receive. And then once you get it, it's, it's our job just to give it away. And if they don't, if you knock on the door, and I'm not talking about a physical door, but if you knock on the door and they don't want it, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus. We went across the street a few months ago, and I was, it was one of those where the porch seemed like it was a block away. And I'm coming up the driveway, and I said, sir, can I? He's like, no, no, bye. He didn't reject me. He rejected his blessing. He rejected his blessing. It had nothing to do with me. And the problem is, is when I put myself in the middle of it, that's when the problem, that's when it, the problem occurs. It's when I put myself and get my feelings involved. Just like we can't take it personal. Wait a minute. When I walked in the store, you told me I could have this phone, unlimited this, unlimited that, for $25 a month. But when I add up the taxes, the fees, and if I go over one minute, and now this bill's $125, but those are the kind of things we, you, you have to deal with that. But God is going to meet every one of our needs. But if you want the blessings of your cable, you got to pay the cable bill. You want water, you got to pay your water bill. You want salvation to come to your family, you have to show salvation to someone else's family. Because they don't always want to hear from us. We got to pay our bills. And it's not, and, and we're not talking about a f in any way, shape, or form. I'm not talking monetarily. I'm talking spiritually. We have to pay our bills. You cannot enjoy the blessings of God without paying your bills. Because as soon as, as soon as, as soon as that account starts getting low, God's like, oh, you need some more? How much you need? Don't worry. Your account, I mean, you, you, see, you see $75 in your spiritual account. It's like, no, uh-uh. I own the cattle of a thousand hills. Whatever you need, you, got, you just got to pay your bills. And the money, I promise you, the money will always be there. I'm going to ask everyone to stand to your feet.
The Holy Spirit is always eager to speak to us. Eager to give us information. Eager to show us a better way. It's not the major things in life. It's the minor things. It's the small foxes that spoil our vines. I'm praying Holy Spirit right now. Pray this with me. Holy Spirit. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for showing me the way. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for listening to me. I speak from my heart. You speak from God's heart. I acknowledge you now. Even as I acknowledge Jesus. Show me what to do. Show me what I shouldn't do. Help me to be a blessing. Help me to pay my bills. In Jesus' name.